0: It's that time of the week, opening up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag prior to week 14. We've got defensive linemen entering lineups. We've got defensive linemen exiting lineups. What to make of some teams in the middle of the conversation for playoffs and what to make about some second tier quarterbacks as well this NFL season. All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock here alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Skylight Digital Picture Frame. More on that momentarily as we open up the mailbag here. Matt, and a lot of get into a uh, quick little bit of news, though, before we get going. And um, a big blow to the defensive line of the Detroit Lions and maybe mm-hmm. a boon to the defense of the Buffalo Bills. Von Miller look looking like he's going to be ready to go for those Buffalo Bills as the six and six Bills try to make a run here and get back into the playoff picture. And Aleem McNeil, who's been you know, kind of a, a player that doesn't get a lot of press, but has been awesome for the Uh, Detroit Lions on their defensive line and and that defense needs help right and and he's going to be out it looks like now for Detroit.
1: So let's start with McNeil Um, the Lions defense has really been trending the wrong way the last month six weeks something along those lines started out as a strength now it kind of feels like they're holding on for dear life and he's not a player that's talked about a lot but he was a day two pick as a athletic nose a really good tester great example of a quote project that just kept getting better and better and better and I don't want to say he's an elite defensive tackle but he's probably a tier two guy now I mean he's better than most might realize so I think that's a big blow and then Von Miller you know he's got some off the field stuff going on he's had some injuries he's up in age and the bills are at desperation time it's good for him you know good that he's coming back I think it's worth noting um that he can play this week but frankly they just need more from him i mean he has not paid off on their investment especially this year
0: staying on the buffalo bills uh we, we that's been a topic of conversation yesterday we had mike renner in your seat matt yeah and thanks mike. broke down yeah appreciate mike and you guys gotta go check out that episode it's a lot of fun and uh he's doing renner ranks every day here now on the locked on podcast network and he kind of did his own little Renner Ranks for us. And he was breaking down the, uh, the AFC and NFC teams. He'd least want to face. That's how he was power ranking them. And similarly, how you talked about the bills earlier uh, last week, I believe it was Matt that Buffalo bills are kind of that team that is better than their record that you don't really want to face. But right now they might not even be a team that makes the playoffs, but if they make the playoffs, you don't want to face them. Right. And, and, uh, and, and Renner looked at that team similarly. And we have a question here from dave that says do the bills have the biggest gap between their floor and ceiling that you've ever known a team to have because clearly i think Mm. they have that this year uh, like almost historic levels of um of a gap between their their ceiling and their floor right now matt they're plus 100 point differential right now for a team that's only 500 they're six and six team like uh the, the team the best record in the nfl the Philadelphia Eagles, their point differential, I think, is plus 40 points right now. Hmm.
1: So th- I think it was last week about this time we did an episode. Who can win the Super Bowl? And a lot of people tweeted me they got a kick out of, I think I said something along the lines of, I think the Bills can win the Super Bowl. I just don't know if they can make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, And yeah. that sums them up well. So I think that in itself is a large gap from floor you know, picking in the top 20 outside the playoffs, to ceiling, picking 32 and Super Bowl champ. But all in all, I mean, is their floor really crazy low? You know, like, I don't know. I'm sure there's many examples. The Vikings last year, you know, their floor was low. Like, they weren't great. But their ceiling was winning the division 13-win team. You know what I mean? Like, there are other instances of a bigger gap because i yeah. do think the bills worst day is still pretty good
0: that's a good point they're they're kind of at their floor which is a 500 team and the uh,
1: record is their floor
0: yeah exactly and uh you know and i think the question is about a healthy team too because mm-hmm. it's like if you took patrick if, if patrick mahomes got injured what's the chiefs floor it's probably a sub 500 team right, right because right. uh there's you know there's some good happening in in Kansas City obviously but um, you know, most of these teams are, or a lot of teams in the NFL are pretty quarterback centric. You, you look at a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, what their floor and their ceiling is. They're actually not at their floor right now. And Jake Browning played pretty good on Monday night football. We didn't have a chance to talk about them very much. Uh, and they're six and six as well. Can they like, uh, are they still in this thing? The Cincinnati Bengals, the Jacksonville Jaguars now, and it's looking like confirmed high ankle sprain for Trevor Lawrence at eight and four they've got two teams nipping on their heels in the Colts in the the Texans that are only one game behind them. Like this could get really interesting in the AFC. Do you, if if Trevor Lawrence, and usually this is a four to six week thing with the high ankle sprain, if Trevor Lawrence is out for a month and he's not back until you make the playoffs. CJ Beathard's got to get you there. They've already got eight wins. That should be close to enough, but th- there's a chance they don't win another game in the regular season from the last five weeks. If, Trevor Lawrence is out. Eight and nine doesn't get you in the playoffs in the AFC. Would you the Bills stock and the Bengals stock at six and six over the Jacksonville Jaguars stock if you knew that Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to be there the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, it's a great conversation, especially because Bengals just played Jags and the the Jags might have – to go down the non-franchise quarterback road now, unfortunately, and they also lost Christian Kirk, which isn't a small thing. It looks like he's going to be out quite a while.
0: Speaking of floor so, versus stealing, the Jags yeah. with C.J. Beathard—that's a—that's a—that's a deeper floor that's than just, hey, the Bengals are at right now, which we just saw on Monday Night Football,
1: and the Bills for sure. Like I don't think the Jags with C.J. Beathard could go into Cincy on a Monday night, Thursday night, and beat a Burrow-led Bengals. Like the Bengals, well, just they couldn't did the beat Jags.
0: Greening, so they're definitely not beating. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. That was with Trevor Lawrence healthy most of the game. Exactly, exactly. So this kind of strays from the original tweet. I mean, because any of these teams that lose quarterbacks, as you mentioned, Mahomes, et cetera, et cetera, their floor and ceiling become light years apart. You know, I mean, uh, skyscrapers apart in terms of floors and ceilings. But this is an interesting conversation because no one saw that Bengals win coming. I tend to think they're still out of it, but that's a huge win because it is an AFC win. They're really short on AFC wins. The rest of their schedule is really difficult. My hunch, and I don't know this at all, we're recording this middle of the day Wednesday, is Lawrence hobbles around for the next couple of weeks, maybe only misses one or two, isn't his same, gets a shot, You know, spats that thing up like crazy, ends out there slinging it, and they win a game or two. But without him... They're not. They're not even a playoff contender to me. I don't think they can hold on without them.
0: How many games do the Jaguars have to win? They're eight and four right now. So eight wins is not Ten.
1: enough. They need two more wins. Ten, unless should... Houston. What's nice about them is they're in first place in their division. To get a wild card, I don't think there'll be any nine-win wild card teams. But maybe Houston falls on their face somehow and doesn't. You know, they lost Tank Dell. Maybe you can hold on and win your division. But nine's not going to cut it. I mean, not no one in the AFC with nine's getting in. And there's some ten-win team won't.
0: There's a chance that ten doesn't win their division either because the sure. Texans and Colts could win three more games. Looking at the schedule right now for Jacksonville, they're already done with their Texans and Colts portion of their schedule. So um, they're and they're all they're all very tight as far as conference record goes as well. That tiebreaker, uh, I believe, division tiebreaker is division record. Let me see what division it record is, is first. So Jaguars team. are four and one in the division, so that helps them because they already yeah. got that lead. Texans are only one and two in the division right now, so that, so that's a big one for winning the division, which you know, which come might come down to you know they could be it could be like uh, it could be only the the division winner and that's it, right in the playoffs. Yeah. So for the Jaguars they've got Browns who are in a similar if, if spot, Cleveland. Uh, with the, at, at Cleveland, which is a good defense and, uh, you know. Their a, defense a, is crazy at home. And a replacement quarterback, right? So that's a tough one. If C.J. Beathard's playing in that game, they're not going to be favored at Cleveland. They're a
1: dog in that game, yeah, right. with Beathard.
0: Uh, at home against the Ravens.
1: Might be a dog be no matter in, what.
0: With Trevor Lawrence in that game. Yeah. And so you can't even really begin to think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be near 100% until maybe at Buccaneers. Then you got Panthers thankfully on the schedule at home. So that's going to be a W and potentially with a CJ Beathard W, right? And then finishing the season at the Tennessee Titans.
1: So that's, I think Owen 2 is pretty confident to, you know, until we get to week 16.
0: Yes. So now you have to win two more Panthers. Very good chance. You're going to be able to win that football game. Mm. So you have to win. And hopefully both of at Buccaneers, in week 16, and at Tennessee Titans, on the road in both of those in
1: week 18. Meanwhile, Houston and Indy, I mean, I know they're behind, but Houston, at Jets, at Tennessee, Browns at home, Titans at home, at Indy. That isn't bad. I mean, that's a potential for a sweep. Indy goes to Cincy, hosts the Steelers, at Atlanta, Vegas, Houston. There's a little tougher, but Neither one is a murderer's row. They're going to catch up to the Jags a little, I bet, in these next couple of weeks,
0: weeks. Week 18.
1: That's Absolutely. looming pretty big.
0: We got Texans, Colts, and then the, uh, the, the Titans and the, and the Jaguars. Uh, th- this is going to come down to week 18 for, for mm-hmm. these teams and, and figuring out what this playoff outlook is. So um, next, Matt, we've got quarterback injuries. Why so many? And we're going to rank some quarterbacks as well coming up on this episode of... Peacock and Williamson. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Skylight, the Skylight digital picture frame. And what makes the picture frame so awesome to me from Skylight is that it's the perfect gift for a holiday season for someone in your family, especially if you are, uh, maybe a new parent right and you know those grandparents are going to want pictures of their grandchildren so no matter how technically savvy those grandparents of the of the new grandchild might be the skylight picture frame uh, is a perfect fit this holiday season it looks beautiful in your home the photos are displayed in hd re- resolution it's got a touch screen so you can swipe if you want to see a different photo and you can set it up for your loved ones in their house and Control it with your app, and they don't have to do anything. You just keep uploading pictures of the cute new baby, and they're popping up for uh, for, for grandma and grandpa. Uh, larger 15-inch frame can be wall-mounted as well. There's color options, black, white, silver, limited edition poppy, uh, orangey-red kind of a color, gold. So whatever uh, color might suit the, uh, the, the house that you want to put it in, uh, get one for yourself, get one for your loved ones, and satisfaction is guaranteed with Skylight and a special offer, limited time for our listeners. Get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight digital picture frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. Again, to get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's Skylight skylightframe, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E, skylightframe.com slash locked on. Here we go, Matt. Uh quarterback injuries. A question from Josh, who is the Jerry Rice of question askers, who by the way, I believe if I'm not mistaken, is the leader in the Spotify minutes listened category uh oh, nice. on Twitter. He's got over 8,000 He's he's listened to this show. Shout out to Scott. Or shout out to shout out to Josh. He's listened to this show almost six days worth over the course of the year. Solid. Like if you more than my kids episode one one through the end of the year, six days worth of listening from, from Josh. So uh, love that one. And if anybody's got more than more than that, let us know at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL, which is by the way, that'd be
1: like the best week of someone's life. Just do that straight. Just one after another. How great would that be? Yeah. Just just go on vacation
0: for, for six straight days. (laughs) Just listen to Peacock and Williamson front to back uh, all year out of date stuff from last January. You know, Um, never
1: gets old. Yeah. All our great predictions all hit. You know, we sounded brilliant, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Some of those we might not want to. Some of them, look, you could put a really good highlight tape together and probably some low lights, right? If you're like, if you're making projections for the NFL, you're going to be wrong a lot as well because this league is chaotic and wild. And especially talking about, you know, we wouldn't have been talking about Jake Browning and CJ Beathard, right? six months ago, uh, but we are right, <laughs> right. And, and that leads me to the question from Josh. who says, does moving to a pass heavy league, put too much stress on quarterback bodies. And is that why we're seeing so many injuries the last two seasons? Do you think power run games will make a comeback to help alleviate some of that strain?
1: Sort of. Um, I always go back to the same thing and I think it gets redundant, but I stress it to no end that I just think the linemen are so much better than O linemen. And I know they are athletically. I mean, I've been using this, you know, uh, comparison lately. It it feels like, okay, I've got to block the Niners front. Well, man, Javon Hargrave's like blocking a rhinoceros. And Joey Bosa Jr., oh, and there's a great white shark coming off the edge. And now he's got a buddy on the other side that's like a leopard i got to block. You know, like – And meanwhile, I'm just a man. I'm a big 300 pound man, but I'm not that I'm not these insane velociraptors coming off the edge and every team has them. So I think that's the root of it. But one thing I haven't talked about enough for that D line over O line thing that I think is really important that the league can address is offensive line is such a technique driven position like one of the things I'll never forget that I learned in the league, and this comes from the Ravens and, you know, that they believe this to no end and have had great success, that if you're tough and you're smart and you're a baseline athlete at O-line, it's really hard to get you out of the league and really hard to get you out of the lineup. I mean, that means you're technically sound, you know your assignment, you're tough, you play through injuries. You don't have to be a dancing bear like Orlando Pace. right? But in order to get that out of somebody, they need more practice time. You know, like – the fact no one thinks about it. everyone thinks they got a full week to practice and training camps long. Not like it used to be. I mean, buddies I know, the Play-Doh line in the 80s, they worked on technique many, many, many more hours through the course of a season or the course of a calendar year than the NFL's really allowed to now. That would be helpful.
0: Yeah, and you're you are you are working out you're working on your body a lot in the offseason. Mm-hmm. You might be working walkthrough style on on the offense and knowing where to be. And there's yeah. a lot of studying that goes on, but there's not a lot of full contact. I got a block of freak nature reps Technique. throughout a,
1: throughout a season. It takes a while. The mm-hmm. yeah, other isn't. I mean, there's a shortage of linemen. You don't want them getting hurt. I also think this is kind of a side note. I don't know the quarterbacks. This sounds like an old man thing. I don't know the quarterbacks nowadays compared to like the 80s have as nearly as good a pocket presence, you know, because they're always in the shotgun. They're throwing it out. Someone shows them a Mickey Mouse card in college and one read, boom. Like, I don't know that they have as good a feel for the pocket as they used to.
0: You know, it's it's like Lawrence Taylor coming off the edge that could completely headhunt you, right? In the <laughs> yeah. 1980s, how are you not more injured in those years than you are in these years when guys can barely touch you? So it, if, it, if if there's more injuries now... And it feels like there is, it has oh, to be, a, vo, it has to be a volume thing. And that's where I think Josh is onto something. The more you're, the more, the more times you're hit, the more likely you are to be injured, no matter what position you're playing. And it's it's not even about pass heavy league. It's about putting the onus on your quarterback. So you think about a running quarterback, you think about Jalen hurts who got knocked out of the last game against the 49ers. He has, he's running the ball. He's throwing the ball. He dropped back. He, he attempted 40 something passes and that doesn't count the times he was running. And that's when he got hurt when he was, so like when you get hit, you get hurt. And we've, so uh, I think it's a combination of those things. When you, when you put so much on a quarterback, we've seen Justin Fields hasn't finished the season yet in his NFL career. Um, we, we've seen Tons of examples.
1: Yeah. burrow has I mean, been hurt a ton. I mean, burrow, yeah, and, and
0: yeah. he's good at getting the ball out pretty quickly. So, mm-hmm. Just the yeah, if you drop back fifty times, you're more likely to get hurt than if you drop back twenty five times. So there's absolutely a volume thing to that, and that's why running backs get hurt because they get hit. And and so you you could move to a running game. I think you know some. I think good teams are balanced that can still run the football. And the lighter the boxes get on the defensive side of the ball, the easier it's going to be for those teams. So there's like a zig and a zag thing happening right now in the NFL that I think is important. And a lot of the best teams in the league right now are able to run the football. Um, And just know that your running back's gonna get hurt too. So you can't really put all your eggs in the the star power game running back, but you can put more eggs in the running game. So yeah. uh, I do think Josh is on something here. A
1: couple of things I want to reiterate that you mentioned it's not because the league isn't protecting quarterbacks. I mean, it's not no. like the you know the 70s where they were getting killed, their heads taken off, you know, dump them on their head. I mean, they're doing their best to protect them, but you can only do so much. Has, I mean, obviously. More games, more dropbacks, more injuries. I mean, I think that's gonna happen. I mean, such is life. They just put them in harm's way more often, and more running quarterbacks. To your point, but I do think that some of it's style of play too. And one thing I harped on a lot last year, the 2022 season, was they were bad teams, like the Falcons, the Bears, the Giants. That we thought, you know, going into the last year, were are going to be horrible teams but I was so big on voluminous running, you know, like it kept those teams afloat for a while. Just run the ball like crazy, run the ball like crazy. But I also think that really gives you a low ceiling. I mean, dominating a game on the ground is a great situation, but in the end it doesn't score enough points.
0: we got multiple quarterback questions here in rankings and, and some of those things. So um, I want to get to the rankings question next, but real quick. Season ends today. This one from Grant. Jordan Love's contract extension. What does that look like, Matt?
1: Uh, I'm stealing this from somebody else. I'm not a contract expert, but I think it's perfect. The Daniel Jones deal. I mean, I know our opinion of Daniel Jones has changed since he signed it, and frankly, you and I didn't condone the deal anyway, but I think that's the deal he gets maybe plus 5%. You know, I like it
0: a lot more for Love than I did for Jones, and that feels Me right, too. which means it's going to yeah. be higher than that, I think, especially if he keeps playing – the rest of the season, the next five weeks, like he's played the last five weeks, that might get to a, a crazier number. It and might. so the more the more the Packers want to do a long term deal, the more expensive it's going to be because the Daniel Jones one. And then like a few weeks ago, if he asked about the Jordan Love, he'd be like, I guess he kind of got to sign a little something. So let's do something we can get out of in a couple of weeks that that might not cut it. If if Jordan Love mm-hmm. continues to play this way the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, I think he's got some – he has some say in this. Super quick before we go to break, I my buddy just happened to send me this. It was a tweet from Michael Fabiano that is perfect for what we're talking about. QB matchups this week. This isn't even just talking about some bad ones out there, but this is head-to-head. Okay. Zappy versus Trubisky, Bethard versus Flacco, Minchu versus Browning, Mayfield versus Ritter, O'Connell versus Dobbs. Bryce Young versus Jameis Winston in a battle of first overall picks. Like all these guys stink, you know.
0: <laughs> That's a rough one. Yeah, the, rough. the league does not like that. The advertisers, oh. are like, man how how quickly are people going to check out on some of these games? It makes right, for, right. It, it made for a not close game on Monday Night Football, even though it was kind of ugly. Oh yeah, some of
1: these guys will hit, but I mean, man, I mean, they're not head to head matchups. We're not even talking about the vetoes of the world.
0: Well, that's going to make it difficult for us when we make our picks the next couple of days here on Peacock and Williamson. Uh, Next we're ranking second tier quarterbacks in the league. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. How easy? Well, all you do is you select two or more players, you pick more or less on their projected stats at prize picks and you place your entry and you hang out and, potentially win up to 25 times your money so how about that the most fun you're going to have this fantasy season the easiest way to play fantasy football and turning 10 bucks into 250 bucks potentially at prize picks and prize picks is the only fantasy sports platform that has injury insurance they offer a reboot policy if you have injury say in the first half and your player doesn't come back in the second half then that player is rebooted and price picks is the only one that has that and a special offer for our listeners go to pricepickscom slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to $100 again price slash locked on nfl or download the app and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to $100 Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel all of the lines we reference here on Peacock and Williamson and the Locked On Podcast Network are where you can find those lines at FanDuel and go to fanduel.com slash locked on for a special offer for our listeners because as the weather gets colder the NFL offers stay hot at FanDuel right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now and utilize that extra 150 in bonus bets on NFL spreads, player props, over, unders. I love building my own parlays at FanDuel. Of course, there's college football, uh, tournament games coming up. You've got Major League Baseball off-season wagers. There is draft props and NHL, NBA. You name the sport, you can find some action at FanDuel so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on again that is FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of the NFL here we go Uh, one more quick separate quarterback question before we start ranking them Um, from JDS this is a two-parter from JDS first of all he talks about what the Falcons do at quarterback is that a draft thing is it a trade for Justin Fields where the Falcons at at quarterback for you right now they're a playoff team
1: yeah Interesting one. I, I think Fields is a real obvious correlation. I, I don't know if Coach Smith sees it this way, but I just always picture a running quarterback in that offense. Not that Tannehill was the most fleet of foot, but as much as they run, I, I think an athletic guy there makes sense. That's why I didn't bring up Kirk Cousins. Um, they probably will be picking in the early 20s. I mean, I think they'll probably win their division and be one and done. Now, I've been doing a lot more draft homework, and maybe that gets you JJ McCarthy or somebody like that. Maybe you get quarterback four, or quarterback five, or you package up to 10 and get Jaden Daniels from LSU, who I'm quickly falling in love with and think will be a much higher pick than people realize. But, or Pinnock's in the second round or something, they at least have another option. I think those are, make some sense. But Fields to me seems like a great fit. I need to see who else is going to be available. Like, boy, I'd love to see Kyler Murray there, but I think he's going to be a Cardinal. You know,
0: yeah, that's a great call. And, and I think there's going to be some interest in Justin Fields. And if the Bears get that number one pick, I think that the, I think their, I think their path and their plan will be made for them. Their choice will be made mm-hmm. for them for the Bears, and it'll be Caleb Williams. It'll be a different quarterback and not Justin yeah. Fields. And, and I think, and we'll see how it goes the rest of the year. I think there'll be enough for a team to say, man, we're drafting in a place where we either got to trade up and mortgage everything in the future. And we've seen how that's gone for the Carolina Panthers, or there's still something there with, with Justin Fields. And it's interesting circumstances that he's even available to us where in another case he might not be. Let's see what this looks like. And it's not super expensive. It's not prohibitive. And then we can go back in the draft later if we need to, if that doesn't work out. So uh, that's a really interesting one. And, you know, you Steelers, uh, would, would be a fit there um, anywhere where you need a competition in, in a quarterback that's that's got high end traits that you think you could utilize, especially if you want a, a quarterback that can run the football
1: as well. And I'm convinced that Atlanta doesn't have their guy. You know, I'm 99 percent convinced. Yeah. Like they need to get, they have to have, they have to add and something.
0: It's perfect, because even if you like your guy a little bit, you don't like him so much that you're going to say no to a third round potential lottery ticket. Basically. Right, right, right. And Ritter mm-hmm.
1: can still be on the team. You don't have to kick right. him out. To you
0: know, maybe and, and not that he. Have- had- Maybe gets better, wins the job, and that's even that makes makes him better than he was before.
1: And I don't think it doesn't matter. It's not like Fields has any say, but I think he's from Georgia. He went to Georgia out of of high school. I think Mm -hmm. that's home for him too.
0: We were asked to weigh in on this one. This one comes from Twitter and uh, Justice Justice Mosqueda, who's been uh, active on Twitter and and football Twitter for uh, NFL Twitter for a long time. He's he started a uh he started a borderline riot because when you start ranking quarterbacks and I'm kind of <laughs> tired of the Purdy MVP conversation, actually, because people either hate Purdy. They think he's got no uh he's not even part of why the 49ers are good. And he's like the sixth most important person on the offense. Or you think he's the MVP and he's and he's awesome and he's dealing. And so he's one of the names on here. Rank these quarterbacks. Matt Geno Smith, Jalen Hurts. Jordan Love, Kyler Murray, Brock Purdy, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Tua Tagovailoa.
1: So I did. And my criteria was very simple. Not who do I want the rest of their career. I tried to remove the quarterback from situation as much as possible. But you certainly have to understand what are they asked to do. And by that, I don't necessarily hold it against Purdy or Tua. What they do isn't as easy as people think. You know, to be such good timing and rhythm passers, like I don't think Jalen Hurts could be Purdy, and I also don't think Purdy could be Hurts. You know, in terms right. of what they're asked to do. But that's coaching. You know, you just you, you build an offense around your signal caller. So I ranked them from one to eight, and let's go from eight to one. Okay. I have Russell Wilson eight. And I think he's better than he's been in the Denver Bronco uniform. But I heard Mike Sando quote somebody else, so I don't know who it originally came from. But I think this is perfect, that Sean Payton is not letting Russ cook. He's letting him make snacks. You know, he, like, cuts up the cheese and gets out the crackers, but he's not making the encore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he cuts up the pepperoni. They've really taken a lot off his plate. And this past game when he had to throw and be old school Russ, he couldn't do it so he's eight for me Gino is seven yep
0: Uh, I have the same two eight and seven and look you start talking about who's got weapons too like a a lot of these quarterbacks have a lot of weapons Kyler Murray's got the least amount of weapons here but Mm -hmm. the least amount of results so far this year on this list as well
1: and I probably will be critical of the Falcons if they don't use a day one or two pick on a quarterback you know keep Penix in the you know, Pacific Northwest or, you know, somebody a second round or at least that. Yeah. So those are easy ones for me. And then I think it starts to get a little hairy. I'm going to put love at six, although I am very much a believer, but I'm only criteria is how good are you right now? So he's trending massively the right direction but his body of work isn't Matthew Stafford's. You know I mean? like,
0: And he's played. Uh, so I would put Murray then Love. Love has been better. He's my next Murray. one. Yeah. If I had to have him go play a game for me right now with what Love has shown me. I like that better than what Murray has shown me recently. If I had to say, ah, week one next year, mm-hmm. then, you know, I, I still might go Murray, and I think it's a different conversation, but, it, you know, and that's kind of, this is open-ended. We're talking career. We're talking right now. We're talking contracts. Who do you want on your team? Because I would want, Brock Purdy's the cheapest quarterback out there and playing yeah. at the highest level. And you can do whatever else you want on the roster, right? But if you're just like, okay, no contract, no projection, there, today we're going to play a game with a quarterback. Um, I, yeah. So we're pretty close. So we just have Murray and Love flipped. But I think yes. they're here. And they're
1: in their own tier because yes. basically they're incompletes to me, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the, I feel the worst about my evaluation about them because I think they're very subject to change. Like Kyler came in here last week and beat the Steelers, and so I did a ton of work from going into it. But I also thought this poor guy—he had—he only has three games in a non-Kingsbury offense. You know, he couldn't practice, and so this all this offense is new to him. So he keeps getting better. But I think both those guys are a little bit of an incomplete grade. I went with Tua at four and felt pretty confident about that. My top three, best to worst, I went Hurts, Stafford, Purdy. But that's tough. I mean, I really think Dak, is, I know he's not on the list, but if NFC quarterbacks, Dak would be my one. And then Hurts, Stafford, Purdy are in some order two, three, four. Just mm-hmm. how good they are. Not their MVP case or their contract or any of that stuff. And I'm not saying Purdy can't be one. Yeah, I can't I mean, give the old guy a slight nudge over him in Stafford over Purdy.
0: Yeah, a little bit of a lifetime achievement award for, mm-hmm. for Stafford, but he's playing pretty good. Uh, Hertz is not playing as good as he did last year. You know, Hertz did not look super no. comfortable in the pocket in dealing, uh, and dealing. And Purdy did. Uh, you know, there was scheme. There was you know uh, there was a lot going on in that football game with Purdy versus Hertz. So you're not going to use just that game, um, but you know, any given week, all those. Pour- One of the things I bring up is like, what what do you want Purdy to do? exactly what he's doing but be taller while doing it you know like, like what what is the thing you need party to do he's got some help yes he does it. but so does you know gina's sporting cast
1: help. isn't bad hurts has an amazing <laughs> sport, <laughs>
0: sport, right, right right yeah and so and so does tua and so i think two and party are kind of in that zone where they're not getting enough credit for doing some difficult things and being accurate, knowing to go where the football, playing with timing, that if you ask some other quarterbacks to do it, that you might say, oh, I like this quarterback more, they might struggle to do some of those things. And, you know, they might turn the ball over more. They might not be able to get the ball out on time and perfectly accurate to the place where where they need to go and throw with anticipation some of those things. So it's, it's sort of a pick your flavor. But um, that's why this, you know, a tweet like this blows up. And it's, it's a big argument sure. because everyone's going to fight for their guy. Um but nobody has played as consistently as consistently well as Brock Purdy, so that's like kind of my argument for him. But you know, he's it's it's a tier of those, you know, Stafford, Tua, Purdy, Hurts, uh, you know, whatever. I don't care. Order them however you want. Strawberry,
1: that's, chocolate, that's, vanilla. Right. Yeah,
0: that's the top four in this, and and I'm not going to fight you on which guy you personally like more.
1: My but my I two last th- nuggets, and we'll wrap know. it up. Are I think everyone knows that listens. I was rough hesitant to give Tua and Purdy credit coming into the year. I mean, citing the system, anyone can do that. I mean, I didn't take it that far, but it was pretty rough on the guys. Both are noticeably better than they were 365 days ago. Like they're getting much better at their craft. They're enhancing those around them. Even if my argument was sound then that, boy, the system does more for them than the other way around. I don't know that that's true anymore. I mean, they're elevating everyone around them. But I picked Hertz being number one just because, in the end, I thought that guy's the hardest player to play against of the group.
0: Yeah, and he does a lot himself, especially when you yeah. can score the running part of it. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting question, in- interesting conversation. Um, they're all good quarterbacks, I think is the answer. And much, uh, yeah. I think there is a lack of giving a player credit for what they're doing from the neck up, which is the most important thing. At the most important position in sports is how good a quarterback is at making the right decisions consistently. Make
1: good decisions and be accurate. Right. Yeah. I and mean, if you if can do those two things, quantify, you're gonna make
0: it. Yeah. You know, you don't get the wow, oh look at this throw. He did this, nobody else can do this. Well, that's great. But um, can you do the consistently good thing every time that helps your team win? And so mm-hmm. that's where two uh and and purdy right now are are just playing off the charts and they're playing in a similar system by the way which is helping them helping them helping cj stroud you know that's so yeah there's a lot that goes into it a lot of moving parts a lot of variables we gotta get out of here thanks everybody for your questions apologies to those we didn't get to of course matt and i'll be back tomorrow at six pack time we'll be making our picks for week 14 talk to you then right here peacock and williamson